in a couple of days, it's going to be Memorial Day. Here's an old, old postcard, more than 100 years old. Did you know that Memorial Day was originally called Decoration Day? It was to decorate and honor the gravesite of all those Americans who died during the Civil War, the most bloodliest battle in American history. Because everyone who was killed was an American, whether they live in the North or in the South, unless they were foreign mercenaries, which there were some, but almost everyone who died were Americans. Americans killing Americans. What a sad day it was in American history. In Second Chronicle chapter 7, Then the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said to him, I have heard your prayer and have chosen this place for myself as a house of sacrifice. Well, did you know that, that there was a civil war in the Bible? It was a civil war between the North and South as well. It concerned Rehoboam, the king of the South, of the tribe of Judah, and Jeroboam, an official Solomon, who was king of the North, the Ten Tribes, when the kingdom split 928 BC. You see, what happened was that in the king, there was Saul, the first king, then David, the greatest king, and Solomon, the king, when see Israel had his greatest splendor. And during this time, God gave see Solomon a message, Second Chronicle chapter seven. The Lord appeared to Solomon by nine said to him, I've heard your prayer, Solomon, and have chosen this place, the temple you're building, as a house of sacrifice. When I shut up heaven and there's no rain or command the locusts to devour the land or send pestilence among my people, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Those are the same things we talked about for the children at the beginning. To be humble, to pray, to turn from evil ways. And God will forgive us and protect our land and will protect our country as well. So how did this happen? How is it that the kingdom was split after Solomon? Because Solomon didn't listen and his children didn't listen. Solomon had many, 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 many wives and concubines. Many who have foreign gods who entices Solomon to worship idols. And it set a very bad example for the children of Israel. Well, what caused the final break was this. Rehoboam, the last king of a unified Israel. The people in the northern kingdom said to Rehoboam, now that you became king, they said, Rehoboam king, your father Solomon, put a lot of heavy taxes on us to live a very rich, lavish lifestyle. And we're so poor. Can you please lighten the load for us? And Rehoboam asked the elders, what should I do? And the elder says, it's good to be kind to the people. Lighten their load and they will serve thee well. But instead, Rehoboam asked 
young friends that he grew up with, his buddies, his friends. And they said, no, don't cut back. If you cut back the taxes, we can't, you can't have all these fancy things that your dad had. Raise the taxes and be harder on them. Otherwise, they'll take advantage of you. So Rehoboam told the people in the north, no, I'm going to raise your taxes. And it caused the kingdom to split. And Jeroboam, who served under Solomon, when he was threatened, see, uh, uh, he ran to Egypt and he married an Egyptian princess, became a rebel, and promoted idol worship in Israel. Because Jerusalem and the temple was in the southern kingdom, he was afraid all the people would migrate to the south. So he built two golden calves and told the people, here's your God. Worship him in Samaria. And introduced the idol worship in Israel. And the kingdom was split. So what became of the two kingdoms? Well, let's look at the kingdom of the north, the northern kingdom of Israel. Well, later there was a king named Hosea. He was a very wicked king. Instead of trusting God, he asked Egypt, come and help us. We'll, make, we'll become allies. We'll sign a treaty. You help me and I help you. And I'll share your gods and you'll share my gods. See, what happened is that Syria demanded see tribute. Assyria, see, whenever they conquer an area, they demand, if you want peace, you've got to give us taxes, tribute taxes. And see, uh, Israel says, we're not going to pay it. And then Assyria says, we will eat you up. We will swallow you alive and you'll be no more. But then see, uh, Hosea, the king of Israel said, oh, Egypt, come and help us. Instead of turning to God, he turned to Egypt for help. And what happened? For rebelling, Assyria attacked Israel's capital, Samaria. They lay siege to the city and conquered it. After two and a half years, Samaria fell and they were deported to slavery. So what became of the southern kingdom? Well, they stayed faithful for a little while. God sent prophets and says, don't make the mistake of your sister Israel in the northern kingdom. Learn from their mistakes. Be faithful and holy. But what happened was that later, another king, King Ahaz, he also made alliance with Egypt and with Assyria to fight against um, the other enemy nations. Judah rebelled against Assyria during the reign of King Hezekiah. Later, Babylon, say, conquered Assyria. God told then the prophet Isaiah, do not seek help from Egypt but the trust in God. But Judah turned to Egypt for military aid instead. Now, Hezekiah, according to the Bible, was a very good king, one of the best kings Israel ever had. And see, Isaiah 30, it didn't mention anything bad about Hezekiah. Scholars believe that it was some of his court officials who initiated and worked out the deals of Egypt and not Hezekiah and caused them to sin 
in doing this, the Bible says in Isaiah 30, verse 1, that Judah added sin upon sin. In other words, they repeated this earlier mistake of Ahaz and turned to Egypt for help rather than seeking and trusting God. What happened? Here we have an 8th century uh, uh, artifact, uh, a Ba's relief. This was discovered in ancient Jerusalem. It showed a Jewish person worshiping the Egyptian gods and goddesses. This is found in archaeological dig in ancient Jerusalem. Oh, how sad it was that in the holy city of David, the Jewish people would be worshiping the Egyptian god. And as a result, what happened? The Babylonians came and lay siege to Jerusalem. And you see here, they looted the temple and they carried off the candelabra and the holy place. And the citizens of Judah were forced to leave their homes and go into exile. And here is a famous painting and showed the uh, thousands of people guarded as they were uh, marched off to slavery into Babylon. They left the elderly, the sick, and the young, and the women behind. The young, able-bodied workers and leaders, they took them to Babylon to serve Nebuchadnezzar and the Babylonians. Well, Decoration Day was changed to Memorial Day after World War One. The Great War, the war to end all wars. It's changed to Memorial Day to commemorate all uh, America's wars. Not only the Civil War, but those who have died in the Spanish-American War, died in World War I, and later on, World War II, Korea, Vietnam, Iraq, and Afghanistan. So Memorial Day is a time to honor all those who paid the ultimate sacrifice and fought and died for our country. For those of you who are not American citizens, you can relate to this. I'm sure you know of great people who died in the history of your country. Patriots who died for a worthy cause, who loved the people. So even if you cannot relate to Iraq or Afghanistan or Korea war, you can still understand the basic idea of people who die for people you love. A typical Memorial Day in uh, the United States is to have a barbecue. And the number one food item eaten on Memorial Day is the good old American hamburger. So I expect to be eating some hamburgers on Memorial Day, perhaps you too as well, or anything else to your desire. Rather than thinking of the negative, in order to be positive, a good way to celebrate Memorial Day is to maybe watch some good Christian movies or about some movies about those who have died before. One I highly recommend is this old black and white movie, Gary Cooper and Sergeant York. Sergeant York was a conscientious objector but he became one of the most decorated veterans of World War I, even though he was a conscientious objector. He became a combatant. He said, I 
I fought and shot others so they would not kill more people. He was a faithful member of a restoration church, a, a church that was a fellowship between a Methodist church and the Church of Christ. They formed a fellowship called the Church of Christ in Christian Union. And this man here who had uh, only an elementary school education became the most decorated hero uh, in the state of Tennessee and one of the most decorated of all in World War I. Gary Cooper, who played Alvin York, won the Oscar for the best actor for this movie. I highly recommend it, very entertaining and very spiritual to show a man who lived by his principles. He put Jesus Christ first in everything he did. Or you might want to watch for World War II, the true story of Desmond Adas, another conscientious objector who became the most decorated non-combatant in history. A faithful member of the Seventh-day Adventist Church, he questioned God when he saw all those who died in front of him. Why did you put me here? Why did you put me here? And see, I highly recommend that. So let us honor, see, those who gave their own lives to protect us. We want to wish all of you a happy Memorial Day. Put in the principal things we studied about to be kind and thoughtful. During Memorial Day, don't just party, but party in a very meaningful way. Um, celebrate, and one of the best ways we can is by watching some good Christian movie to honor those who have fought for our country. We understand that John 15 verse 13 says, greater love has no one than this, that one lay down his life for his friend. Greatest warrior of all who gave his life is that of Jesus the Christ, who died while we were yet sinners so that we may have the prospect of eternal life. In 1 Timothy chapter two, verse one to four, therefore I exhort, first of all, that prayers be given be made for all men, for kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceful life in all godliness and reverence. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desire all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. Remind all people to be obedient to the governing authorities. Pray for our leaders. Doesn't matter what party they are. Pray for good leaders in all branches of government. Be ready for every good work. Speak evil of no one. Be peaceful, gentle. Be humble. We have to remember, we at one time were also foolish and wild, and especially in our younger days. But let us be thoughtful, not hateful, but loving. But when the kindness and love of God our Savior toward man appear, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy he saved us through the washing of regeneration, baptism, and the renewing of the Holy Spirit. Amen.